0: So this, is this last uh, evening, this session together, this time, world of time, time and space, <laughs> and, uh, and it's just yeah, the, the treat was given this title about. Uh, Healing cracks, generosity into dependence, and um, you know, often it seemed like a, a good idea. <laughs> uh, it's been—I've had a lot of concerns myself about the uh, systemic problems of the world. You know, more than just making the mind calm and quiet but actually something about the way that people function and operate and the way that systems that have been established by human beings um, through uh, well through short term self interest have grown into something really very problematic uh, in terms of the uh, living conditions for other human beings and not just for human beings but for life forms in general Mm. systems based upon money (coughs) and exploitation domination which is everything, material comes from this earth whether it's a mobile phone you trace it back that comes from the earth human ingenuity has made something out of it but the raw materials are yeah. Come from the planet. That's where it all comes from. being material it's to come from that. Our very bodies come from that. Mm. And with the abstraction process, that's kind of half known and yet not really known. Not the implications of it aren't known, aren't really acknowledged. You know, there is not infinite amount of that. It's it's finite, um, and it's not. You know, it's like um, nothing. It's not getting paid back. With take things being taken, voices being taken, and there isn't really the th- even the notion of giving anything back, let alone the activity of it to 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 the earth, you know? or even you know. Um, and so we're actually in this kind of spin of, of um, what we noticed, you know, the Earth, nature complaining and you know, all the global warming and uh, <coughs> climate change and pollution and uh, death of many animal species and the destruction of forests and essentially everything uh, that we can uh, see it's getting converts into money so it's trees converted into money, land converted into money, animals converted into money and um, people converted into money uh, you know it's the time, the energy being used to, uh, to to create money and, uh, and where does the money go? Uh, what's it? what, what is it? This, this incredible um, substance, as it were, it's really money is just a promise and a debt. It's a, it's a token that signifies a debt. Uh, so that, that's, where, that's where it goes. All this substance goes into a debt that can't, can never be paid off. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it goes. You know? And yeah, even though that's where it, it kind of goes to this seeming improbability of a, of a debt, actually, um, en route, what's occurring is that that, that money is also getting translated into power and, and being hoarded to for you know, by a tiny percentage of the people. The latest Oxfam. Report was um, 62 people have the financial resources of half of the planet planetary population. 662 uh, out of uh, have the same amount as say three and a half billion. And if you just put that, you say, well, that can't that 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 can't go. You, can, you can't do that can't occur, that can't be continued without some enormous breakdown somewhere so it's just a matter of recognising very simply what it must break down Uh, that system must break down So, and not to, you know, certainly one can dwell upon that. It's a pretty grim um, prospect of what that would actually entail. Mm. And I don't mean to just uh, throw everybody into some kind of state of helpless despair because just, just that's, you know, while you look around, I mean, I've been travelling around in, in, in for a year, over a year or so, and ago we go to New Zealand, well, I mean, uh, economy's in trouble. Economy's in trouble. You know. uh, okay, go to Malaysia, oh, economy's in trouble, in trouble. Go to Thailand, oh, economy's in trouble. You know. Even Singapore, oh, well, economy's in trouble. South Africa, economy's in trouble. Well, guess what? you <laughs> it's breaking down, <laughs> and. Uh, even, even, you know, China-America economy is in trouble. Europe economy in trouble. So we can't really um, expect much out of that, apart from trouble. Uh, so one has to start looking more uh, systematically at uh, uh, you know, how, to, how, to, how do you move out of that. Mm-hmm. How do you move out of that? Mm-hmm. you know i mean if you looks look at these things purely on a sort of ecological level then you say well you know it's this simple story isn't it you just create a list or you know recycle repair um, economize solar power switch off the lights when you leave the hall, you know burn less gas um and i think these are all, all known and probably most of us are trying to act upon that as best we can in our own ways, but uh, that's all good, it's wise, it's skillful. I also personally think um, that it's not enough individually, that what is required is a system change. It's not like reduce the amount of damage we're doing. It's, it's you know, you've got to... There isn't really much left leeway
1: and we have to move out of
0: that now, this has certainly caused me considerable um, difficult feeling, negative feeling, sad feeling um, That doesn't do me any good, Uh, but then I recognize the sense of the sorrow and actually the anger that sits sits there um, themselves are part of the solution. And even the fear. Not as they are, but as as I contemplate, recognize those those energies that go into that. And rather than translate the anger into hatred or violence, it has to translate into strength. Rather than translate the Sadness into just misery and despair has to translate into compassion and rather than translate the fear into just a helpless kind of um, anxiety has to translate into awareness, sensitivity to the precariousness. And precariousness isn't necessarily a bad thing. It means you have to be quite Awake and uh, prepare to be to to change. Mm. There's not much to hold on to. Therefore, it starts, I would say, it starts in ourselves as we. Recognize these, these experiences and how there's a tendency just to kind of what can you do? You might tend to just sort of shut it off or look the other way or think about something else or hope somebody will come up with a miracle cure or you know. Um, but certainly, the, from the meditation point of view, the contemplative point of view, we go into those those energies and begin to widen, soften, experience more fully and there's a certain translation that I'm finding occurring in terms of um, my inner experience Um, awareness of the, the immediacy The need to start to reach out and to connect to people rather than systems. I think the systems came from people, systems arose from people, uh, from a particular mindset, domination, exploitation. So, you know, I don't know if those. I'm not capable of changing those systems, but change the mindset and start to live the mindset, talk the mindset, be the mindset, be a different mindset, which is about you come back to the basic thing dana, the giving, the sila, the respect, mutuality, the respect, the non abuse. Uh, and extending that non-abusiveness to in all directions and they come beginning to both let go of one's dependence upon the sense world for happiness and purify the heart. Of This is, so the dana seyinna come. This was, in a way, the, the Buddha's opening to to you know to his, to the path. And again, you know, once you begin to experience the, the dana, the generosity, the, the giving experience, then you sort of live from that place. And if you're directly experiencing that, deliberately practicing that, then you just start to see the opportunities for giving. And it, in a way, it's, you give what, whatever. And it's certainly, when you change the mindset, you recognize that, that, that basically the sy- sy- systematic, the systems that we have tend to make the material aspect of our lives become the dominant thing. The, the wealth, the accumulations, the, all of that, material aspect. So you have to start with the immaterial. Because you know, that side of it is already sort of wrapped up. You start with the immaterial. And this is about uh, teaching, healing, sharing um, uh,
1: the, the immaterial.
0: And using the material to back up the immaterial the other way around. So, my sense of this is that you know, as I move around, this is the kind of thing that we need to align to. You know, like My sense is that there is change, there are new things growing, there are many tiny things, small things, and it's in the small and the local that the answers lie. The small, the local, the human, and the communal. Wherever there's cooperation, where there's communality, because dana sila nīkāma can only exist, can only thrive in a in a communal form, and it's just, it it gives rise to a communal form. You know, you can't have generosity without giving to something, you know, and you, you don't really want to give unless it's something you can trust. So that means sila is important. You know. When you can trust, and it's generosity and sharing, then everyone's material needs tend to go down because we don't actually need, you know, 15 lawnmowers on the street. You need one and, sh- and share it. <laughs> you don't need. I like, hear you got one washing machine for 15 people. You don't need 15 washing machines because <laughs> you share it. You know? So it's just a very simple example of. of of how community ju- just makes plain economic sense. Mm. Um, monasteries for all their whatever one can find going strange in the, in the sangha politics of it all, or they are they are beautiful examples of of how you know you can have twenty or thirty people with one old car second-hand car yeah. or two washing machines no telly no TV uh, um, and everybody getting their needs met through through that so, and so that there's a because of the um, the happiness that one gets through through dana, through sila, through nikama, through uh, living through it focusing on the internal world, the material world, is such actually one's material need, one's material interest, tend to drop. Yeah. So, what what how the um, domination, exploitation mindset works is it generates consumerism because people are under pressure and uh, then there's natural and there's a lot of uh, pressure to consume and there's a lot of get people get sense appetites because the immaterial needs are not being met by friendship, commonality sharing. There's a lot of fear, mistrust uh, and people feel they're isolated so naturally where we get happiness from we get happiness through. Say buying things, shopping, buying stuff, and most stuff that's purchased and sold is designed to wear out mm-hmm. within a two or three years, or be superseded by something better, so get a new one. That's 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 part of the whole system, isn't it? You know, are you, you, encouraged to buy something new because the old one is now like, three years old. Doesn't. So, you know, if one is taking an interest in moving out of that, then it becomes very much more accomplishable when we feel satisfied and content in ourselves. And that comes through, is where meditation, friendship, noble friendship, um, is an enormous gift, enormous uh, encouragement enormous gift to the world which the more that we encourage this the more the the sealer develops the generosity develops, the more the consumerism drops and the more that people can act in cooperation and community, the more possibly there is to seed organic systems systems that are sustainable systems that operate under different means, different modes mm. so, this is what's called interdependence. And most of these retreat are focused on our codependent arising, you know, <coughs> which is to do with the very structures that we call out myself, the arising of that. And this is the more deep insight, penetrative experience that supports interdependence is much more to do with the the world of behaviour, you know, living together, sharing and and recognising, you know, the earth, the trees, the planets, the birds, all all need respect, all need to be seen, I'm using this kind of rather poetic expression, all need to be seen as you and included in our sense of care and concern, friendship and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'd, you know, i offer this, um, and hope to this time here has been. Um, I think, you know, when I, I didn't really have a, I had a kind of vague notion I'd like to do something, but of course, whenever I come to a treat, I just realise I've got nothing to say. Um, I have got anything to say, actually. Uh, because, and I recognise why I haven't got anything to say is because there's nobody to talk to. There's no point sitting in my room talking to myself, so I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> so my mind just goes quiet. I just feel a sense of energy gathering, the recognition of there's, there's a potency, there's a gathering here, something's coming together. And I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and that's always a very interesting edge because I get something like a certain anxiety of Rick, you know. And the beauty of it is, is that, you know, anxiety, there's a certain anxiety it just makes one very keen and alert then you come in, you sit, you listen and you feel a sense of we, we're here we're here uh, and there's a gladness that arises because we're here, we've gathered for the occasion because we're here, and are that, that gladness and that sense of, well you, you could call it we if you like that comes out of that, then the wish to give. And you know, The wish to give is something can be given. <laughs> that is how it works. You know? And somewhere, I guess I probably wrote down something about, you know, recycling, Or you, you, I never got around to talking about it. <laughs> because when I, in coming into this, then, you know, uh, just being with people and just noticing, then recognize most people actually right now, this time, need regeneration. You know, you look quite tired. Um, You know, I don't have to be a mind reader to recognize the, the, you know, what's there in the field. I don't know, maybe I'll just pick it up, but I can sense the some of the locks and the, and, the, and the weight that's being carried by people in this society, the weight and the, um, you know, the difficulty of of feeling confident about one's life here, mm. mm-hmm. and it can seem local, but actually, I tell you, it, it's not. You know, South Africa is its own particular. Brew mixture but this is this is everywhere I go it's, it's like this people are carrying the weight of what of the system. Your 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 energies, your body energy, your heart energies are carrying the weight of something that's not essentially your issue. But the way our minds work, we it becomes mine. It becomes my tight tension, my tightness, my closure, my apprehension, my burden, my feeling of, well, what can I do, you know, my exasperation, my topics. But, you know, that's what happens in the microcosm. So, in this retreat, perhaps, as it's happened most of the time, talking just about trying to clear and ventilate some of this... Experience, which can seem so personal, but I'm telling you, it's, it manifests personally, but it's actually interpersonal. And, you know, perhaps with that, maybe there's some sense of the need to move against the quality of closure and anxiety and helplessness. Mm just to move against it and but you won't be able to move against that through the systems systems can't do that they might. please prove me wrong my sense is we need, to create, we need to create new systems new structures and this begins with community cooperation refuge uh, and I think it begins in quiet, remote places in little pockets, you know, because the big places are the places that are really going to break down, you know, where the the apparent power is, those are the places that are going to, that's where all this negative, which seems so positive, you know, big buildings and high rises and stuff like that, well, you know, you wait, (laughs) what goes up must come down. I think it's actually a lot of very negative energy when you consider that's built on debt. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually, it looks so solid, it's actually built on not just thin air, but, but negative. Uh, uh, and so, you know, when we come back to the Earth, this, this is the substance. This is not the debt. This is the substance. Yeah. So, you know, I do feel that the earth itself, and all its kind of damaged state, is still one of the most powerful resources we have for our own, um, our own healing. Just to, we aren't. These bodies are born in nature. The Buddha spent his life. With trees, living under trees, born under a tree, enlightened under a tree, lived in forests, passed away under a tree. Mm-hmm. And there's some sense in which this, you know, it's so it's so apparent. All the teachings he gave in the bamboo grove, he gave in the great wood, he gave in Negroda's Park, he gave in. <laughs> you know, they were always in some kind of natural setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, what do you think is that? Mm? But notice what it's like when you come into 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 the organic world. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really suddenly realized the day we come dinner because I'm really, really enjoying it. And it would be so nice to feel you could all stay here for a month or so and just really soak in it. Uh, not, well, you know, that's just the wrong word, but, <laughs> <laughs> just chucking it down with rain, but actually take in, because the the rhythms of nature themselves are just so healing for one's energy system, it doesn't flash on and flash off, it, it rises, swells, subsides, yeah. it, and it, it breathes, and... Uh, you know, and it, it it speaks to you. This this bird sing, speaks. The earth is alive, and as you as you kind of quiet your own mind and you walk in there, certain s- subtle senses begin to occur: a feeling of wonder, perhaps a feeling of <coughs> great love, uh, a feeling of strength. And it's difficult to know to rationally explain these, but you know. I think this is why we have this. All of us, you know, I think even, you know, almost everyone somehow wants to be with nature. You know, even if it's just going to the beach for a weekend, or you know, because it is somehow we are, we are part of that in a way that we haven't really clearly understood. But well, I noticed myself, you know, I was stay, staying in Bangkok for a while because I was having some medical treatment and, uh, and I just recognised, after a while I looked around and everything. what, why is it, very good, nice, very nice people, you know, comfortable place to stay, in, very nice people. What's, 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 what's that? I reckon it's all dead. It's all dead dead. It's just cars which never lived. It's um, buildings made out of stone. It's electric cables. It's the only living thing I saw was a rat, (laughs) apart from human beings. (laughs) Big one, pretty healthy. (laughs) It's human beings, of course. Well, you know, just we going to add it up, that's why I feel so sort of weird. Yeah, not physically, but just not settled, not settled, hemmed in, I cut <coughs> off, something missing. Yeah. and uh, it, was, it was you know where I was staying, air conditioning and all that, comfortable, and then from there I went out to a, a, a wilderness hermitage and it's about as basic as you can get <laughs> in that uh, most of the uh, what are laughingly called resonances are just actually bamboo platforms in in the midst of the trees you've got it's just literally a platform about two meters by a meter and a half made out of bamboo poles they are <laughs> <laughs> and there one or two I had a, I had a kind of very simple wooden cootie and uh, some of them were just made of, of, of woven rattan like three sided with a roof but no front to it so those were the kind of considered the, the luxury dwellings and uh, it was quite a climb to get up it was very difficult to get in because there's nothing you can consider a road. It's just sort of a way that you, some, that you could make through an uh, off-road vehicle with a winch. And sometimes you couldn't do that if it rained too hard because it was just completely bogged down. Um, so there we were. Um, and it just felt so comfortable. Uh, in a different way, like fresh, alive, skin felt good, health felt good, eyes felt bright, body felt good. Uh, uh, because everything breathes. Trees breathe. Yeah. You know, it's the incredible breath of the tr- trees at dawn, when they change their breath. They have a the long breath in the day another long breath at night doing anapanasati and in the daytime you know they breathe out oxygen and drawing carbon dioxide and it's the reverse at night and then and at dawn the light comes up and the cycle changes and everything every living thing knows that and the, the trees know it and the birds know it and the animals all know it and they also everything changes and you get, it's incredible breath, like uh, more than just an air breath, an energy breath coming in and rising and then subsiding. And there's something, just think, well that's what's happening here, I'm just going a bit faster than a tree. (laughs) So you tune into something like that and you think, how's this, what's this going to solve anything? But you start with the right system. Uh, As noticing, that I went to, uh, to the monastery, another monastery called Panana Chart, which was founded by Ajahn Sumedho, who wished to establish a place for Westerners to train. And there's this um, sign on there, and it says... Is there something about like, like the trees? What, what are trees like? What are trees like? We're just the same. We're just the same. This is that. No explanation. What are trees like? We're just the same. Okay. Rooted in the earth. Yeah. We're doing some Qigong rooted in the earth. The energy system. Lining it up. Breathing it out. Breathing in. Yeah. We're just the same. Just moving a bit faster, that's all. And that's life. Breathes out, breathes in, it's giving, it's sharing, it's moving, it's living, it's sharing, and it's it's connecting. And the trees are connecting to the earth and connecting to each other and to the animals. We're just the same. Is the statement. All well, the trees like we're just the same. Why don't we remember it? How do we get to be rootless, branchless, <laughs> breathless, you know? <laughs> In terms of being able to, you know. And if perhaps if we come back to that, we've got these brains that we can think. That's our gift, that's our peace. You know, everything else comes from nature. The thing that we have is we have um, the ability to moral to extend kindness and compassion to develop wisdom Mm. that's human potential that's our that's our way of offering why don't we have faith in that use that because that's our bit and begin to spread that into the material wherever it will go this is community and it's extending it and it's finding these little pockets. Now I travel from tiny communities to tiny communities I see there's a lot of them and there's a lot of these little places and people thinking and considering and just starting where they are digging the ground where they are. I mean that metaphorically as well as as physically. So once you're not entirely you don't see it, you don't read about it, but it's happening. Someone should not despair. Uh, despair is pointless. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see places like this, and you connect and you look around, then this is where you realize this is where you have to breathe. Put your energy through through these situations. Take it back. You know, move it around and see where that goes because you know in a way we're all we all this this individuality will all die this there is no doubt the immaterial goes on so we use this I understand that it's often it's the case in these situations that there's people uh, reminded that, that offerings can be of help, can be a service if you wish to make offerings as you know contributions, donations, and so forth. And uh, that's a lovely, lovely thing, lovely thing to to do and to be part of. Personally, I don't, I have no need for material offerings. Um, so if you wish to make offerings to me thats I, I appreciate the gesture I have no need please if you have that inclination towards myself <coughs> put it to Dhammagiri; they, they can use it so I hand that over to them completely and trust them to use it so if you have a, a wish to offer material things towards me just put it towards that that's, I have a ticket out my material needs are take, taken care of. If you'd like to, it's up to oh, Aunt always free. If you'd really like to make me an offering, what would make me richer and happier is if you just wrote a small note. And on the note, you said something that you've t- found in the retreat that you can take with you and make use of. If it means, you know, I will, you know, Go to a forest once a week. <laughs> I will unplug. I will, you know, anything, anything that you've considered. Not just what something that I've said, and if you wish to express gratitude, thank you very much. That's nice. But I also, what would make me happy is if I could see something. You say, yeah, I've got an idea that I could stop doing this, or do more of that, or support this, or turn this way. This is this is wonderful. This makes me. This is the enrichment. And you might, that, that's just if. It. It's not a demand. It's not a request. It's just if you have something of that nature in your mind, oh, I would love to hear. Love to hear about it. That would be my. That would be your gift to me. Mm. So, your gift to me during the retreat has been to be here to give your attention, and uh, I've uh, enjoyed it. Um, you've been very willing, very cooperative. And eager to participate, and this is always uh, lovely because it gives me energy and, and gets things going. And I've appreciated also people who felt the interest or in- to come and have a per- per- see me personally and talk things over. This is this is like really delightful to to enter other other person's life in that way this to me is, is, is a real precious gift so i just express my appreciation for all that and for kisara Timisura, uh, and all the staff or whoever have, who've managed to hold this situation mm-hmm. and this has arisen so i was just recollecting i think tenisa was one of the first people i met in in 1979 and she took me, ac- helped get me across London in a tube train after I just arrived from China, 1979 <coughs> <coughs> May or something. So you know, until this was sort of a quiet, young thing in those days. <laughs> Not quiet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not young anymore. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> So you know, out of these out of <laughs> these plant pots, great trees grow, as it were. <laughs> uh, so this this also makes me happy <laughs> to see the uh, causes and conditions and the arising of fruitful opportunities out of these seemingly quite modest beginnings. Mm-hmm.